Hello, everyone. Patriot Underground here. And I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to discuss the importance of protecting your money with precious metals like gold and silver. Now, obviously, we are in the midst of an ongoing financial collapse. And over the past several months, starting with the fiasco of Silicon Valley Bank and then First Republic, which was the second largest U.S. bank collapse in history, we're gradually seeing the big fish swallow up the little fish in an attempt to prevent all of us from having a safe harbor to protect our assets in this coming storm. And we know that this is going to intensify because regardless of what the Federal Reserve does at this point, they're in a no-win situation. It doesn't matter whether they raise interest rates. It doesn't matter whether they raise the debt ceiling because the fundamental problem is that a critical mass of countries represented by the BRICS nations are dumping treasury bonds and refusing to accept payment in non-precious metal-backed currencies. The reality of the matter, folks, is that 85-plus percent of the world is leading the charge on de-dollarization, particularly for international trade settlement. And this has reverberating effects throughout the entire economy. United States Treasury bonds are already in default behind the scenes because the Fed cannot acquire any new buyers to purchase the debt. And so their only option is to print more money in order to cover these obligations. And in the process, we all watch inflation skyrocket and the purchasing power of the dollar continually decline. So the simple truth is that precious metal-backed currencies are not only the wave of the future, but they're also the foundation of our original constitutional economy. And this is what we're returning back to. The time to continue gambling in the stock market has long since passed, folks. And the window of opportunity to get on board with precious metals ahead of the transition into the new quantum financial system is closing rapidly. We all know that the $32 trillion in debt and the almost $5 trillion in new taxes proposed by fake Biden is just more proof of the insolvency of the private Western Central Bank to which all of your stock market investments are tied in most 401k and IRA accounts. And so even though your retirement accounts are being mirrored onto the quantum financial system, when the EBS is triggered and the mirroring process stops, there's going to be a massive panic, a rush for the exits. And we know that at that point, it'll be too late to salvage your hard-earned wealth. It's been projected that we could be looking at up to a 50% decline in stock market value. Who knows? It could be even more. So folks, it's very wise at this point to take decisive steps to protect everything that you've worked so hard to earn. And that's why I've partnered with the best company in the business to help my audience make this critically important financial maneuver while they can, and also put themselves into a position to capitalize on the rising price of precious metals as the fiat economy tanks, and the banks all collapse like dominoes. Mark my words, this will be happening over the next several months. And so now is the time, folks. Don't wait. Click on the link in the description for patriotundergroundgold.com, and I promise you, you will be very happy that you did. Folks know that I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that the Lord is giving all of us the opportunity to have this type of foresight so that we can make the right choices to protect our financial resources. 
Additionally, I just want to mention that PatriotUndergroundGold.com is currently offering up to 10% free silver for qualified accounts. And this is only for a limited time to sweeten the deal for my listeners. So be sure to take advantage of that while you still can. PatriotUndergroundGold.com, folks. Click the link in the description. Don't wait. Get started today. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is August 16th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today, it's my pleasure to welcome back my friend Carrie Cassidy to the show. She's an absolute rock star in the truth movement. She has been at the helm of Project Camelot for more than 18 years now, leading the charge in terms of bringing whistleblowers and truthful information to the surface. Her reputation as a warrior for the truth precedes her, and it is quite an honor to have the ability to speak regularly with someone of her caliber to get a better understanding of what's going on in the world. And certainly, there is a lot happening, Carrie, as you know. Today, we're going to discuss the attacks on Maui primarily. I also want to touch upon some of the strange incidents in Peru that certainly you've heard about and how that ties in with the alien agenda. And we're also going to touch upon the Trump indictments and certainly other subjects that are related as well. So I'm very excited about this conversation, Kerry. It's great to have you back. I understand that you're in Morocco right now, a little bit jet lagged. So tell us a little bit about what you've been up to before we get going. Hi there. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? I, I am, I am <laughs> a little bit jet lagged and, uh, so we don't have my camera and and everything because I'm at this new location and didn't want to risk the uh, fallout or whatever is going to go on. So what's happening is, uh, uh, yeah, there, there's so much going on. I I mean, I'm not sure where you want to start on. on well, I thought we subject. could I thought we could just start with Maui. I didn't know if you wanted to share, you know, what you're doing over in uh, Morocco. But if we want to skip past that and get right into uh what's going on in Hawaii, we can certainly do that. Oh, all right. Well, this is my yearly uh, vacation. So nothing fancy uh, going on over here other than great food and great, <laughs> as <laughs> I tell good. people, uh, great bars. There's nothing like it uh, as far as we've we found that this particular place, uh, and, and right now I'm in Tangier. Last time I went to Morocco, I was in Marrakesh. They're they're just fabulous uh, places and 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 like I said the the food I think the food is without compare, um, pretty much across the board, but mm. Mediterranean countries have amazing food so everyone knows that I suppose, I think Morocco outdoes itself because of their an incredible ability to uh, to blend the spices together and and to give you amazing dishes so that's one thing and then the bars are very unique because they are so uh i, I don't even know what to say that i think that you know it goes back to the 50s and 60s when this place was uh sort of booming with uh expats now uh it's become quite the big city tangier uh so it's mm -hmm. it's not uh as quiet as i expected it to be but uh, yeah, we've we still have a lot to see. We just got here, so I'll re I could report on it at some later date. But that's all I've got to say really at this time because we really just landed okay. uh, last right. night. So uh, yeah, so 
All right. Well, let's talk about Maui a little bit. Let's talk about right. this. So let me, because um, I know we're we're in somewhat of a limited time frame, as opposed to you know normally we have just unlimited time. I'm a little bit uh, crunched for time, so why don't we just dive right in here? Let me lay out some of what we know at this point to kind of set the table for the audience ahead of your analysis, because I'm sure that you've done an awful lot of research. You have an awful lot of information that you've compiled over the past several days in researching this. So what we know right now, what it what it appears it happened in Maui was a directed energy weapon attack. And I went on and looked, I went on Project Camelot actually just this morning and was reading some of your research. And you seem to be leaning toward this being an attack, a potential attack on Space Force. And you talked about how this is, this area specifically has the fifth largest computer center in the world. It's a concentration of the entire strategic command for the defense of the United States. And so based on what we've seen so far, and I don't want to put out too much, but basically it looks as if the beams appear to come directly down, almost like from an alien ship. You also talked about that there is a large gray alien base underneath the island. And so certainly there's an element there that I think we should probably explore. But we know that the fire spread, I think it was one mile every five seconds, 90 mile an hour winds. There have been reports of people fighting the fires, but during the process of fighting them, the water was shut off. We know that the initial reports of the death toll are wildly inaccurate. They're, the number is climbing. You've said, I think any it could be up to a thousand children that were burned alive in this fire. And we also know that this is happening right at the same time as Trump is, of course, being indicted and now has subpoena power to introduce evidence legally against the deep state. And you also talked a little bit about Juan O'Savin and what he had to say about the spy balloons and the mapping of the terrain. So I just wanted to sort of lay the, the table there, Carrie, for you and just allow you to give us your assessment of this entire scenario. What do you think is going on? Who do you think is responsible for this attack? What do you think the objectives were and any other insights you can provide us to bring folks up to speed? Okay. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate this opportunity because there's a lot here. And the, the one thing is that I, I'm seeing a lot of good people do good research. Uh, however, I do want to give special notice to Dave Hodges for bringing to light through one of his own contacts, who is a Marine. Uh, and uh, the person's first name is Jamie. Uh, that's all I know about him. But what happened was on his website, now I don't know if it's come back, but yesterday he had a link to his interview with this individual named Jamie. And uh, this individual is extremely knowledgeable, has worked in and around, I guess, the military. And so has per, you know first person experience with what he's talking about uh, and seems to know Hawaii very well. So I don't know if he still lives there, but he definitely used to live there or be based there and uh, and, and so on. So what happened was uh, this report that he put out details how completely the Maui uh, area and, and not just Maui, but actually all the Hawaiian islands I'm hearing from what he said and I, I can testify with regard to Kauai because I went there recently. 
like, I don't know how long ago it was, a few months ago. And I can tell you the evidence on Kauai is, is right in your face, that the military basically is in control of that island, the American military, and that they have, uh, we even met a, a strange coincidence, you want to call it that, uh, a taxi driver who lives on the island and basically testified to all of the rumors about Space Force and, and the secret military under Kauai. And so it's, it's on top of the island because they commandeer the lands and there's a lot of lands where you can't actually go on Kauai. But to get back to the Maui situation, and I believe in front of me, but I think Kauai might be the furthest out or one of the furthest out um, islands. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that area, but uh, then Maui is actually close to the bit, what we call the big island, Hawaii. Okay. So, and other, a few other islands, I think maybe not sure which I'm not going to say. I think you're right, by the uh, way. I anyway. think Hawaii is uh, one of the outlier islands. There might be one other smaller one, but yes, I have been to Hawaii myself. I am somewhat familiar. Okay. So what this means, this is huge. Okay. This piece of information, of course, is not getting to the mainstream <laughs> as usual. And I, it's not even getting to, well, Juan won't even talk about it. I, now, I haven't heard he's done one more. Last night, he did another interview with Nino from, that I just discovered. So I can't say what he said on that one because I was so busy doing my own research. I didn't get a chance to listen yet. But I, I know that the prior one, he was uh, at the Nixon Library. That was several days ago. And then I, I think that he has not addressed on any interviews the fact that this is what is in essence a direct hit on Space Force and all of that when you listen to this uh, broadcast that Hodges did and and let me say that you can only get it now uh, it's on my telegram you can get it on his website as a download so you can download the mp3 but uh, what happened was he had it linked on his website that link stopped working early this morning. I haven't had time to go back and check and see if it's back up there. I had thought perhaps it was banned completely. For all I know, it might be. Maybe they didn't think people would discover the MP3. I don't know. But if you can and you go to my Telegram, you can get the MP3. And I, I encourage everyone to download it because otherwise this information will pretty much uh, be lost. For, for a time until this person, Jamie, is able to come forward again. But what, what I want to say here is that this looks like, as I've, I've put all the pieces together, and this is kind of what Camelot does, what I do, whereas other people tend to get isolated and they get to, they'll, they'll maybe drill down to the incident itself, but they won't be able to connect the dots for whatever reason, I don't quite understand. But my sort of area of expertise is connecting dots in part because I've had so many whistleblowers over the years. And so that's what I do. I, I connect what, it, what information is out there and how it makes sense with a through line of understanding really in context with our history, our human history here on earth. So I think it's very important to, to connect dots. So when I look at the scenario, what I'm seeing is things that cannot be seen as coincidence. And I'm going to go down them here. 
if I get too kind of like uh, convoluted or, 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 or something where it's difficult to follow me, then just tell me, just slow me down. Okay. And I'll, I'll sure. happily uh, backtrack and so on and so forth. So what I want to say here is that the, the big, the big focus, and again, I am not an expert on our military. All right. But I have on my, and, and if you're listening to this, you should definitely go to my website and see the first, uh, on the front page, projectcamelotportal.com and click on the first article there. And the title is Directed Energy Attack on Space Force Base Maui, Pearl Harbor Type World War III Attack. This is absolutely a, a Pearl Harbor attack uh, of the exact, you know, same magnitude, if you will, as going back to Pearl Harbor. The only difference is from what I understand and, you know, is that the civilians were really hit this time, not so much the ships, although I think a few you know, ships were hit. So this is an attack on the, the people, the people. And that's, that's crucial for an understanding, even though it's aimed at Space Force. And this is how the dark side operates the, you know, and we're talking, hey, I want to cl clarify my terms here. So people, because a lot of people throw these things around and then they get lost again in the weeds. Uh, and even Juan in his recent, uh, some of his comments recently talking about how the Chinese uh, aimed a satellite and did some tracking of the area mm -hmm. or surveilling of the area a day or two prior to the actual uh, attacks from directed energy weapons. So they are, there's these sort of a hint that it, this whole attack could have come from China. I have to say that if you don't understand that it's the CCP working with the New World Order, you know, the Klaus Schwab New World Order, uh, Illuminati, and understanding this uh, group that, that, that really uh, the resistance, if you want to call Trump and the rest of us, the resistance, the white hats, uh, those who want to stand for freedom as opposed to totalitarianism. Uh, and the bottom line is to attack the United States and to bring it under heel. And this is also an extension of the whole agenda of the Nazis, right? Going back to World War II. So mm -hmm. no coincidence. Okay, this is insane when you think about it. Wrap your mind around this. The fact that they are attacking Maui there's, uh, I have, okay, now I, I have premonitions, I have dreams. My dreams are coming true a lot lately. So, um, and have in the past. So I do pay attention to them. I don't expect other people to believe my dreams, but I can tell you this, there is a gray ET base that's very large under the big island of Hawaii. And that I had a dream several years ago. me going to demolish that at some point in the future. It hasn't happened yet. I think they're fully operational there. Carrie, you cut and out for about five, 10 seconds there. Can you just repeat what you just said? It was, uh, uh, I think it having to do about your dream, something about demolishing the base. Is that right? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, right. So I, what I dreamed, okay, this is, was my dream. So let me be clear that is that our military will be demolishing that base. Okay. And I've actually reported this dream before, 
but sometime in the future, our military will be demolishing. And I was involved with our military, <laughs> strangely, uh, at the time, you know, when this happens. <clears throat> so this is, uh, and this dream told me in a chronological kind of order, sort of how things are laying out, uh, believe it or not, with regard to Trump and, and, and so on. And I've got other dreams of the future we can go into. I don't know if people are interested or don't want to hear it or whatever. But the bottom line here is why does that matter? Why it matters is because if you look at my article and you look at the deline delineation of just a few of the parts of our military that according to this person, Jamie, he actually says that there, we have a larger portion of our military, I guess, on the ground in the Maui and the general Hawaiian Island area than anywhere else in the United States. And that this is a strategic defense area for the entire United States. And it's very possible, occurs to me, I'm not a World War II expert, that maybe that was true way back then as well, and why they chose that particular place to attack. You know, I know that we know that the false that uh, Pearl Harbor was a false flag. We know that even the United States, I think, was was aware it was coming. I, I know that uh, the Churchill worked with Japanese to arrange it, etc. In this case, I don't think they had prior notice. Um, I'm going to assume that's the case. Okay, um, and we could talk about that in terms of tactics and how the White Hats view things and how they how they you know, are actually keeping themselves going. But at the one hand, fighting a, war, a secret war on the other, right? right? But at the same time, don't want the people to know. And so unfortunately, I think uh, extremely unfortunately, I don't agree with this tactic, but they are doing it because they insist that they can't come sort of forward yet. Although I think we're getting closer and closer to those days. Uh, and Agreed. in fact, if Trump makes it to court with the evidence, then perhaps that's going to be the, the actual showing of the White Hats coming forward. I had been predicting that there was going to be a false flag just a week ago, okay? When I wrote an article, uh, so you can find the evidence of it on my website, as well as in uh, interviews I was doing at the time saying, and I've, I actually wrote directly to Juan, I am in a little more contact with him in regard to being on a, what you call a group chat where he is on there. Now he never addresses me directly or anything I say directly. So he is very careful with me. Okay, very careful with me. And I've already explained why, um, but at any rate, so what we're talking about here is a Pearl Harbor type event world in essence perhaps kind of signaling the dark side signaling uh a world war three you know a launch in that regard and this is no holds barred okay there is a satanic element to this that absolutely cannot be ignored we're talking about uh even ed dowd i think that's his name was on bannon steve yep. bannon mm -hmm. and saying that he it's possible we don't know for sure yet and they're keeping the report of the deaths and the numbers down but this is horrific and i i don't need I, I don't think i need to say that but of course and what we're talking about is 500 to 1000 
humans, but even maybe as much as 500 of those being children. The thing is, this is the story that I heard. I believe it's accurate. Children were let out of school early. They went home. Their parents were not let out of work early. So there was a delay and they were, when the fire came, the children not having the wherewithal to, to get out of Dodge, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's just too horrendous to even oh my say, say it. Uh, so this, so that is tantamount to a satanic child sacrifice, in my view. Absolutely. Okay, that's if you understand Satanism, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Um, understand that some people out there just don't get it. I've actually studied the enemy, so to speak, and their tactics and being satanic. Them being satanic is a big part of it always. And there's symbolism, there's dates. I've got so much going on here with this investigation. I got some wonderful stuff um, it, that, that is really, you know, highlighting it. So you've already mentioned a few of the points that I, I tried to bring to the, I mean, we've got ARPA in the area, we've got space, space command, we've got, you name it, uh, it really. And I think um, I, I don't need to go into all that. People can research that themselves to see just how much of our military is really there. A great deal of it, of course, being underground. So the idea here is not even that they were able to hit with the directed energy weapons space force itself or the military itself. Okay, and obviously they didn't hit to Kauai. They didn't hit um, Oahu. I understand Oahu has uh, quite a few of, of our military organizations. <clears throat> Some people might even remember, very sorry about this, um, that's, that uh, Edward Snowden was based in Hawaii on oh, one of the right islands. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't remember which one underground when he was before he went uh rogan and, and reported the stuff he reported so that should tell you right away that that this is accurate okay this information about the military and and their presence on the hawaiian islands and 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 that area so the strange thing is now i've said the thing about the underground base so let's put two and two together so you've got a really strange bedfellows as they say uh, with with uh, the the gray ET base and our military presence in the area, uh, I don't know. Look, I assume they know what I know. Okay, I can't believe that I know more than our military. So I know it would be a select group of our military. Uh, certainly, the the Trump Space Force is. The, the bottom line, if, if they're going into underground bases anywhere and rescuing children, they're probably fighting reptilians. I know this is mm -hmm. hard for people to follow or believe or whatever. I actually don't care. It's just not so much for so my hard. audience, Carrie. Mm -hmm. I think they're pretty uh, well-oriented. Right. Okay. Very good. Okay. So we can assume that, but I know that there will be people out there that, you know, We'll, we'll come across this in theory and, and just be kind of out of the loop. So what I'm saying here is that they are already fighting reptilians when they rescue the children in underground bases around the world. And there's also a, a remote viewer, by the way, over on Courtney Brown's Farsight Institute. It's farsight.org. Uh, and you can 
go back and watch Aziz Brown is actually Courtney's son remote viewed and a particular incident. It's 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 almost too horrific to talk about, but I will say this. They the military burst in on an underground uh, ritualistic sacrifice taking place and torture uh, for their enjoyment, believe it or not, and that there were was an audience in uh, in, in in bleacher type seats witnessing this and they just came in and, and just let loose okay so this is something you know you would never expect a remote viewer to to even tell you let alone you know see but this is what this particular person stumbled on in their remote viewing uh and luckily they were willing to to broadcast you know to put it out there because i i know there's a lot of stuff they hold back all right so to, to get back to the situation, so we're looking at a World War III direct attack on our military, but unlike World War II, where the whole world knew about it, and they knew it was a wartime attack, what happens here is no one's the wiser. It's insane to me that this is the case. I know that I am the only one who is, who is putting these, these dots together and basically saying, Look at this. Look at the synchronicity we've got going on here with this attack on Maui. And on top of that, I've got a person who very kindly reminded me, actually, of this author. Well, he's actually a publisher called Peter Moon, who had uh, because he publishes what's called the Montauk series of books. He reminded people and I have to say that Sean David Morton might have hinted at this. There are a couple other people that might have hinted at this, that we were coming on a date that for some reason is infamous for the dark side and links up with the Montauk project. And when, you know, the uh, Philadelphia experiment, as most people know of it, as when the boat uh, disappeared from one place and went to another, I understand that it was the, the 14th of August. Uh, back in in those years. Now, I don't have that right in front of me, so I don't get the exact year. But what they predicted was the next date for this type of an event would be August 14th of 2023. And sure enough, that's the date that this whole thing blew up over in Maui. So when you look at the, you know, people that love uh, numerology and, and gematria and all of that, You've got to look at that. Okay. So that even uh, basically uh, colludes with the idea of what we're talking about a satanic sacrifice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just, I wish people would get on board and understand what we're dealing with here. Uh, Certainly the Nazis, uh, even in Ukraine, the, the leftover Nazis being attacked by Putin that history is all very much alive in that area. So we're talking about a constant return to the objectives of the Nazis, the fact that they themselves were satanic, worshiping blood sacrifice and many other permutations of that preoccupation and so on and so forth. So that's what we're looking at here, all right? And I'm happy to answer any more questions about this more specifically. 
Sure. I, I can go into it in more detail, but I, I know that if this is the first year even coming across this idea, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, my colleagues, even I have to say Dave Hodges, who sat and listened to this guy when he delineated all the different parts of the military, I mean, in great detail, really, um, that are lo located in the Maui Island area. It's just unequivocal. You cannot avoid the fact that this was an attack on them. And it is an attack on them by way of attacking the people because this is how they operate. That's how they did 9-11. That's how they did the apartment thing with uh, Ivanka Trunk down in Florida, right before the McAfee releases. So what we have right prior to this is the announcement by Juan Osavin, but also by this woman publicly, even in mainstream if they wanted to cover it, which I don't think they did, Jan Halper uh, Hayes, Hayes yeah. who, who works with the Department of Defense, coming forward basically as a white hat, speaking in white hat terms, the terminology we're familiar with, saying you know how trump ended the corporation in the united states while he was still in office and through executive order and that we are now back to being a republic she she really in a very very short time encapsulated why this this trial with trump is so important and the fact that trump had free reign to come in and bring the real evidence they're going to bring the evidence because and she said space force has it all so she mentioned Space Force there. So you cannot avoid the fact that that happened. I even predicted that now that the stage was set, because they have announced, the White Hats have announced that they are planning to bring forward the evidence in that trial. I knew that that would set the stage for a false flag incident coming Absolutely. from the dark side. Because not going to we also have Ron Johnson uh, out there, Carrie, uh, dropping all types of truth bombs about COVID on on Fox. Yeah. And I think that's huge as well. That also preceded this event. So you've Ed, got the Trump Ed indictment. Dowd, Sorry, go ahead. Ed Dowd is also doing that. And so is Brian. Uh, what's his name? Artis. So there and there are several others as well. You're right. But aside from code COVID, this is on another level if i mean i don't know how you view it but uh sure this is horrendous this is a takeover it's a transhuman agenda behind the covid nanographing oxide i could go on for hours i've done tremendous oh, yeah no i wasn't trying to steer us into a conversation about covid i was just basically I, saying that you know the fact that this truth is coming out in the mainstream and this actually preceded this false flag as you say, these are things that you simply can't ignore. Exactly. And if you understand how they they operate. So uh, I can tell you that this uh, the McAfee information has never come fully come out. I can tell you that the hit on the basically it was a, a all on 9-11 demolishing of two twin apartment towers where supposedly McAfee hits some of his material. That was the rumor uh, and, and so on. In other words, when that was about to come out, that's what they did. Mm -hmm. I even heard, and I don't know if this is the case or not, um, it's a horrendous thought, but what I heard the rumor was that they also at the time kidnapped Baron. 
somehow he was gotten back. Uh, you know, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people that have absolutely no conscience whatsoever. And they, they do plan their hits uh, according to numerology and other things. So when we go back to, as I said, the date of the Montauk project, I don't even understand the exact correlation with August 14th in terms of it may be astrological to some degree. Do you know what I'm saying? Why that particular date was so important to them, why they they will carry out these really demonic events at certain times, and why August 14th, 2023 was the date and predicted uh, by certain people who follow um, the Montauk books and Peter Moon's work and so on and so forth. So this is important, okay? These, these are elements that are not being talked about and, and therefore there are pieces in the puzzle that people are not adding on. I understand people wanna say, okay, they were gonna do you know, these smart cities, the 15 minute city, all that kind of thing. It's a land grab, but come on people. This is up above and beyond anything that we have seen uh, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. Um, Absolutely. Well, let so me ask- yeah, let me ask you this, Carrie. I mean, it's pretty clear that this was a threat by the deep state, at least in my view. It's a threat to the by the deep state as all of this information you, you mentioned, Jan Halper Hayes. We talked about Trump's indictments, the fact that he now has subpoena power, he can relitigate the 2020 election. I mean, she even went so far as to say basically the DOD has all the goods, Space Force has all the goods, but they didn't come forward with it because they didn't want a civil war. She actually even talked about that. And then, of course, I also mentioned Ron Johnson and the truth about COVID. And of course, we've got Rand Paul going after Fauci. Um, this is really heating up. So all of this stuff is happening. It looks to me very much like a, a threat by the deep state, kind of a, you know, a shot across the bow sort of a thing. But clearly, as you say, this is an attack on the people. Yes, but it's ultimately an attack on Space Force is what I'm hearing. So do you have any idea or, I mean, and also you mentioned Juan talking about the CCP and their mapping of the terrain prior to the event. So what is your view on who actually carried out? Was this a non-terrestrial attack? Was this a CCP directed energy weapon attack? What are your thoughts on who the actual perpetrators were? <laughs> well, I, I, I can appreciate that it could be, you know, when you have an organization behind the scenes again, what we can, it, you know, you could put it in a bucket and just call it Biden and company. Uh, it, it involves MI6, you know, there's a whole litany of groups that are part of what we call this uh, new world order transhuman uh, group that wants to change the world, wants a totalitarian government uh, put in place. And the United States is their last, uh, port of call, so to speak, where they have to bring the United States to heel in order for them to carry out their plans. At the moment, the United States has resisted up to a point. However, we have uh, a situation in which they are making inroads. They have invaded us. When they took over the election and put Biden and company in place, that was, uh, that was unequivocally an invasion of, of our government, of our country, and a takeover agenda. Yeah, military That's coup, human. really. 
yeah, that's a that's on a human level. Now behind behind various militaries, behind these new world order individuals, what I call the Illuminati, the dark magicians, are are basically dark entities, which are what we call alien races with with a negative intent towards humanity. And what they've done is made deals with certain of these groups, going back to the days of Eisenhower, understanding that we made deals, even Eisenhower made deals with the greys, the gray ETs. And as I've said numerous times before, those deals allowed them to do, to conduct their abduction of humans that, uh, would allow them to create a, uh, a new race of themselves embedded in uh, human hybrids, gray human hybrids. And what happened is they, they broke the treaties during this time. I whistle our testimony on all of this going back 18 years. And bot bottom line is the United States ultimately gave them and how this goes on has a lot to do with might makes right. And the fact that the United States has always had the, the top military might in the world and maybe even part in part because of the deals they made with these alien races. But nonetheless, goes back to William Tompkins, the Nazi infiltration in, into the United States, getting into our NASA, getting into all of that and basically reverse ancient engineering alien craft etc and now this has come out in the uap hearing unequivocally through congress uh and and so on so what we're talking about and and i guess it's not so outlandish to suggest as it once would have been but to understand that this these alliances between the gray aliens and between and the fact that the gray aliens are ai and the fact that even COVID was derived in part in unison with the gray aliens, okay, uh, and, and AI, uh, which most people don't know, but I have testimony from Cyrus Parsa, who's an expert on AI. And he basically has gone to ground, as we say, because he was attacked so brutally by the aliens after his going on public with this information. Uh, it's just unbelievable uh, what happened to him. So I don't even know what, what he's doing right now. But to get back to this, so you wanna know who did this. And the reason I have to give you this background when I, before I answer your question. I know, it's a loaded that, question, I know. <laughs> well, it's because we're talking about these groups working together. So literally who did it? Uh, I'm sure the Chinese were involved. I, you know, I think Juan's Im information tells you they were helping out at the very least and probably instrumental in some form or fashion. But I can say that the gray alien base under Hawaii lends itself to uh, the most obvious con conclusion that they too were involved. I can say that some of those beams appear to be shot from craft as opposed from a satellite. That's the way I read it. I'm not an expert on directed energy weapons and how they perform, but when you see these direct beams raining down, you know, through the fire to the ground, you know, straight down, uh, it, it's sort of unequivocal that it looks like it's coming from a craft. 
Now that doesn't have to be a flying saucer. It could be another kind of craft. It could even be a human, you know, helicopter. We've seen that in in northern Cal in Southern California with the directed energy fires there. But I'm just saying, if you have you have to add these things together. You cannot look at anything that goes on to humans on Earth without incorporating all of these other pieces of what you know and what we've seen in our history and this whole thing. So this gets into a short explanation, if you don't mind, I make this uh, sort of digression to talk about two of the witnesses who are corroborating this theory that I have, okay, okay. that we're testifying this weekend, this last weekend at my conference, uh, doing a spectacular job, I may say, and one of them is testifying to a battle in the skies in South Wales of Britain uh, between the British military, the American military helping the Brits, and alien craft that had invaded the area. Okay, strange looking craft. Uh, what we know about it visually and photos were taken. taken there were lots of witnesses. There was even a hospital full of people down the hill from the attack who can report the sounds and the, and the, and the explosions and the, the targeted hits and all of this. Uh, so it's unbelievable, you know, but this woman who has a background in security. And so she basically is a person who learned, you know, and was taught like a military person. She conducts herself very similar to that kind of person. And she basically has now been taking her case against the British government for allowing this incident to even occur. They cover it saying it was an exercise, uh, of course, lying about the alien craft that everyone saw um, and so on and so forth. So she testified, I've interviewed her in the past, so you can get the background on that if you want on my website, but she testified as to this battle going on. So what does that mean? That means that we have battles with aliens and alien craft between military, our military, and these outsiders, all right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and so that's just one person, you know, reflecting actually quite a large group uh, in, in that area. It's a rural area, but has a large population, uh, I guess, by virtue of the, the hospital and, and other, other things going on there. It's a huge litany. I can't get into the, all the details of the story, but suffice to say that's the summation. So you take that piece of recent, that information, and the actual occurrence happened in 2016, by the way, more recently, by the way, than the, than the silly tic-tac uh, that they made a big deal of at the UAP conference, because I mean, hearing, because the tic-tac looks so unoffensive. And of course, they're not reporting that they're at war with these aliens, right? So this is what we're dealing with. We are dealing with a mixture of the totalitarian dark side Nazi regime that is backed by certain hierarchical alien societies, including the reptilians and the greys and the Draco behind that. Uh, who are invading our earth and have been invading our earth, abducting humans. Then we got a testimony in the same conference 
by an expert witness. Her name is Tina Bird, who has documented through doctor visits uh, the uh, abduction scenario that happened since she was a child, but in such a graphic way with all of the evidence and evidence of what the doctors were finding inside her womb and stomach. That's just unbelievable. Well, it's actually, it's unbelievable, you know. So they left this webbing, they left all kinds of stuff there. I don't know why they keep back coming in and re-abducting her over and over again. She's got injuries. She's kind of like a torture victim for all intents and purposes, but she has kept her uh, sort of mental abilities uh, and, and state healthy. And she was able to report this uh, at length at my conference. What does that mean? That means that humans, she's just one of millions of humans that have come forward in the, in the hundreds, maybe hundreds of and maybe more, maybe thousands, who have testified over the years to me and to others about their abductions. Okay, some people having, you know, benign types of abductions and others having horrific things go on. She was shown uh, what it, uh, appeared to be a room full, full of baby clones or whatever they were, babies uh, that were supposedly from her ov ovaries. Uh, so, this is insane, but this is what's going on. Wow. It, this is a gray human hybrid uh, genetic engineering program that has been going on easily since the 1930s. I have, I have so much whistleblower testimony on this. It's ridiculous. Um, and the military is fully aware. In some cases, they even help participate in this at this point. Um, and because this is also a, a piece to remember, our military is split. The, I can't tell you if the split is, you know, one third to two thirds or half to half, you know, and I, I can't tell right. you the exact nature of the splits, but I can tell you that various alien races are working with different divisions of our military, of the United States military. That means that the Air Force is working with one group. For example, what is in essence the raptors, they're called the raptors, the velociraptors that went off planet around the time of the, when the dinosaurs left and they separated from the dinosaurs completely, created their own, you know, went to their own planet eventually in the, in the Draco galaxy. They're enemies now of the, rep, of the reptilians. And anyway, they're working with our Air Force. My testimony on that comes from a whistleblower Captain Mark Richards that I've interviewed 12 times over five years testifying to this. He's a high level military captain who has been framed because he is an enemy of this Luciferian satanic order that is trying to take over our planet. So there's that. Uh, we know that the army is working, has been working with gray aliens. I've even got testimony from soldiers who were part of operations where as soldiers, they went into what they thought was an exercise with other humans, only to find out that they were face-to-face -face with gray aliens who were part of an exercise to deceive them, to train them, to handle interactions with gray aliens. So our military in the United States has been training our military 
to fight aliens, okay? And this, of course, has never gotten out, uh, but I have this on great authority from a numerous witnesses, including <laughs> going back to Vietnam and some testimony by military, ex and ex-military, if you want to call them that, uh, who were participating in Vietnam and attacks by spider beings that came through portals and back in those days. So th this is history, a big yeah. Sorry? I was just saying there's a long history here. Oh, very long. And so we're going back many years. In fact, the spider beings themselves go back to Angkor Wat. I've told this story many times, but very briefly, Angkor Wat, uh, you know, is a beautiful city. I, I don't know exactly. I, I think it's in Cambodia. And it, it basically, the population of Angkor Wat disappeared overnight. The story, according to Captain Mark Richards, is that these spider beings, dis, what they do is they mind control their victims before they kill them. A little like what we're witnessing here with humans and these, uh, you know, these yeah, dark side Illuminati and, uh, you know, Luciferian satanic group. Uh, they mind controlled them to believe that even though there was a river going right through the middle of their town, that they had no water. So they were dying of thirst anyway. They then came in after their victims were weakened and basically ate them all. This is the story. I know it sounds insane. Oh, I've heard uh, this, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have told many, I mean, I've got witnesses, uh, again, going back 18 years, documenting the military interactions even war, even this ongoing war with aliens that they have not shared with our, you know, general population. They're Absolutely. starting the UAP, I believe the UAP, because uh, sort of hearing, which the conclusion of that hearing, by the way, was that these in these UFOs that people have seen for the last, you know, six, uh, 90 years that they've been lying about are a threat to our national security. So you take that and the information that I've got and you put that with the gray alien uh, base that happens to be under Hawaii. And, and you've got an enemy that basically is right, is encamped right where your military, your major military force is encamped. So what do we have? We have humans being collateral damage to a war going on between off planet races that are invading us. We're not being told that includes an AI, artificial intelligence, and you could put an S behind that, artificial intelligences. That is also not being talked about or documented, uh, at least publicly, and so on. So this is what we're talking about. Absolutely. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you about this strange occurrence in Peru. Actually, I became aware of this by looking at your telegram, and I found the video from Redacted with Clayton Morris and the uh, individual on the show with him, I think was Timothy Alberino, I think was his name. And he's actually been sort of making the rounds on different podcasts talking about this story. And I, I brought this up on a previous podcast, but just in case folks don't really know, the essence of the story is that a 15-year-old girl in a remote uh, community, I, I don't even know what the right word is, a remote village in Peru that's literally... 10 hours away from the next sign of civilization. I mean, that's how remote this is. But anyway, there's a 15-year-old girl who 
was attacked and somehow fought back, was able to free herself, but came back with lacerations on her neck. And she was basically in a state of shock. She couldn't even talk about what happened. So the men gathered up their weapons. They went out into the jungle thinking that they were going to hunt down the perpetrator who they presumed to be human. And instead of encountering humans, they encountered what they described as seven foot tall aliens having the appearance of the green goblin from Spider-Man with red circular discs on their shoes, which gave them the ability, uh, the ability, excuse me, to levitate. They also apparently seem to be wearing some type of armor and impervious to bullets. And then on top of that, they seem to have the ability to camouflage themselves in the trees, similar to what was made popular in the film Predator. So obviously, this is a, an incredible story. Now, it also ties in with the local legend of the face peelers, these entities that remove the face. And we certainly know there's a direct connection there between that and Frazzle Drip and also the film Castaway with the uh, the volleyball with the red handprint. I'm sure you know all about that. So these creatures are tied into the local legends there. And obviously there was, I mean, this got mainstream media attention in Peru. They sent the military in there because the people are so horrified. And the military's conclusion was that these are illegal miners on jetpacks that were there to essentially scare the indigenous people off the land so that they could steal the resources. But I'm not really buying that. I'm thinking you're probably not really buying that. I wanted to get your take on this because I've seen some intel which suggests this could be a beta test, in a sense, for Project Bluebeam, and that initially the deep state plan was to roll this out in Ukraine, but because the 5G towers and so much of the so many uh, key aspects of the infrastructure were removed by Putin, they had to switch gears, and now they're kind of gauging the public reaction. So what is your take on this story, Carrie? I'm curious to hear your perspective. Sure. And I have covered the story. So you can go on to my website and find uh, the articles where I wrote about this. Uh, as far as the sort of green goblin type uh, entity, uh, so you can easily find my article and, and I encourage you to do so if you happen to be listening to this on, you know, with your computer or wherever. Uh, so basically, I have photos there. There, I, I, what I did was a composite photo with some of the because a lot of the photos that came out, at least initially, in this individual. Um, sorry, I don't know his name. The 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 person who was reporting this to the broadcaster, who is uh, Timothy uh, Alberino, I think his name is. Okay, so Timothy, yeah, and and. Clearly stating in that interview, by the way, he's good friends, I guess, with Stephen Greer and Rich Dolan, which I stated in another interview is already problematic from a certain points of view. But nonetheless, getting back to the story, uh, these seven foot tall alien beings that they're describing are also similar to these robots that were unearthed in what's called the Nazca alien story and uh, that were discovered in the Nazca, where the Nazca lines are in, in a cave there that was covered extensively by what's called Gaia TV, if you're familiar with that. Jay Widener, he's a very well-known uh, you know, author and, and broadcaster, uh, and actually I know him as a friend uh, for many years. 
had had been involved in leading one of the teams down there, I believe, uh, and was warned by remote viewers not to go inside the cave with these robots that they found that were accompanied by another being that was different than them called Maria. They named her Maria. And she was a much larger being, a uh, humanoid, whereas these others had these uh, sort of breastplates or throat plates that indicated that they were AI. So they were little robot AI robots. Uh, they were discovered going back. Supposedly the, the dating was around 2000 years ago. Uh, the remote viewers that warned Jay Widener when he went to do this investigation was do not go into the cave with these robots. They are still active. They are still able to be activated. So this is just a side note, whether it has anything to do with this incident is, of course, not clear. I was told by one whistleblower who supposedly was a consultant on the Nazca alien story that the truth about that story would never come out. He said, never. I mean, that's kind of extreme. I happen to think that perhaps it was gonna wait for disclosure, but I do know that one of the most threatening aspects of that particular story was the AI component. They did not want humans to know that alien AI has been invading our planet, okay? Going back 2000 years at least. And this was documentary evidence of that okay mm -hmm. so that whole story came out there was quite a flurry of interest the british newspapers covered it i don't think that any of the american press covered it mainstream uh alternative as usual did jaime masson got involved he's a well-known broadcaster from south of the border and and so on but it has then it was buried once it came out basically buried put to rest nobody followed it after that. I investigated it very closely um, and even interviewing the remote viewers who told a whole story about what had really gone on there. Uh, it, it's an extraordinary story, but uh, I don't want to get back into that now. So if you fast forward to now, fast forward to this area of Peru, this particular area where there is some kind of incursion and there are rumors of these other things. I can say that I believe the appearance of this, even with the overlay of the green goblin, as you call it, from Spider-Man, that actually I think that that is, again, what we're talking about is predictive programming, uh, mind control to get people to, or the beings or the humans down there to report that as opposed to the gray alien seven foot tall gray alien which is a typical the face being more of a, a, a typical gray uh but regardless of that the armor tells me that this is a very likely a um what we call a programmable biological entity created by our military based on other gray programmable entities that have been created by the Draco and the, and the reptilians that we basically mimicked their, these beings, they are walking, talking AI basically. And so that particular, that is how that, those kinds of beings could be existing and operational and they are operated by remotely by AI uh, 
And I can say that these so-called discs on their feet uh, have been reported in other incidences in uh, probably South and Central America in the past, because I've heard of them. Mm -hmm. uh, that is, again, human technology as opposed to ET technology, who don't need that in order to <laughs> levitate or do whatever, go, go through walls, et cetera. So I think the armor indicates also that they needed to protect their these uh, plastic dolls, if you want to call them that, or whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, using some form of, of, you know, resistant, bullet resistant material. Uh, so, yes, I think that this is a rollout of a kind of a, an alien, uh, because the, the way you framed it was that this 15-year-old uh, girl was kidnapped, but in reality, she was abducted. Okay, this is an abduction kind of scenario. And uh, and yes, she she made it back or they might have let her go. Who knows what? Uh, but it does sound like sort of a rollout of a precursor to the fake alien invasion that would have come right after the UAP hearing, which I think was setting the stage. All right. So, yes, that's going on. So we have what we have. And this is actually what when I discussed this with Randy Kramer, the, the Marine who came on stage in, in near Yelm, Washington at a conference where I was basically telling the people within three years, and they are a year late, by the way, within three years, there would be a fake alien invasion at the time. And he had his Marine commander there uh, with him. It wasn't on stage, but he was there. I believe, and uh, and I think I know who that person was. I think I spoke with him, but nonetheless, uh, and and basically saying that the military was going to do this. It wasn't if or when. It was within three years of that conference, which was in September of 2019. So this is what he said they were going to do, what they planned to do, because they felt this is what he said to the told the crowd. They felt that. Humans just did not get that there were aliens, that the military had been fighting aliens, and that it, they wanted to roll out their toys, their high-tech toys that haven't been able to use all these years. Sorry. I was going to say, is that yours? yours? Yeah. I hope that's on your end, not mine. Yeah, that, that was on my end. and uh, Sorry about that. Oh, anyway. That's all right. That's all right. So, so if you get the scenario here, uh, I, you know, there's a lot more to discuss uh, about that particular incident, but I have to say that it does uh, sort of digress from this main point. Uh, however, it is interesting because when I said, well, while he was on stage, Randy Kramer, I said, how are you going to have a fake alien invasion when the real one is going on? He came down off the stage stalking right towards me, got right in front of my face uh, where I was sitting in the audience and basically went ballistic. He looked like he was going to beat me up. Uh, and this was all filmed, but of course the film never made it to the public. Uh, so <laughs> I'd love to see uh, a copy of that. Yeah. So, so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about two simultaneous things. And by the way, this is right up the Illuminati alley, because in case you haven't studied this sort of thing and the CIA, which I have heard is run by one alien. 
by the way. Um, really? But the, they love bringing things in in twos. They love doing this. This is part of their operational strategy has been for, you know, zillions of years. Basically, the idea, this is based on their idea that humans cannot hold two thoughts in their head, especially if they're contradictory at the same time. That's how stupid they think humans are. And indeed, there are some people that can't do that. They can only have one thought at a time. Uh, I don't have that problem. I don't know if you have that problem, but nope. what we're talking about. Okay. That's so basically where we live. Having, <laughs> yeah. They love having both things operational simultaneously. So you've got, you know, and, and as you may have heard it in other terms, it's called working both sides. So that's what we have, and that's what we've got going on. And it turns out I was correct. This is how this is rolling out. So we've got two incidents within weeks of each other, uh, one a fake alien invasion and one a real one. Wow. I, I keep wondering to myself, you know, why did they choose Peru of all places, this remote village? Is it because it's so remote? And, you know, I guess my other sort of follow-up question. Absolutely. Would, yeah, that's okay. A, you know, that's if you've got a petri dish, you want to limit it, especially the first rollout. You know, you can't have uh, too many people on hand. You need to be able to limit, and and that's what the whole narrative, the fake alien invasion, is all about. As he even told the audience, you know, they will use it's called blue beam because the idea back in the day was that they would use holograms like Allah 9-11, by the way, which was the planes that hit the Pentagon. I mean, not the Pentagon, but the uh, the Twin wow. Towers were holograms. Okay. John Lear testified to this. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so so what we're talking about is this is was the plan all along. And so they have to have a limit. They need limits. They need limits to the narrative. That's what the fake alien invasion was all about was that they would, a lot of it would be CGI, televised, et cetera. But Randy Kramer did say 1 million uh, humans in the United States would be collateral damage. They would die as a result of interacting with these so-called fake aliens. Wow. Now, when you say fake aliens, because you had talked about these creatures, these entities in Peru as AI, essentially, by um, biological programmable entities, I think was the term that you used. So does that, is that to suggest that these, these creatures are basically, um, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to figure out here is who is controlling these entities? Is it the greys themselves? Is it elements of the military or is it both? And, you know, why well, is as I as I, I actually was digressed when I was I was naming the different aliens that are working with different divisions. My understanding is the gray. A lot of the gray aliens do work with our army. OK, uh, now I don't know which division is working on the fake alien story and and rollout. OK, uh, but these these entities, they are, in other words, um, I know this goes back, you know, into a long litany of stuff but the bottom line is you know the traditional grays they're like something like three to five feet tall right right those are reported now some of those have always been reported as 
programmable biological entities that were made by apparently the reptilians who are, by the way, expert geneticists, and they are a servile AI race. Okay, so they're artificially intelligent, but but they are uh, but they are in essence fake. Okay, they're 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 you know AI. They're they're not real biological entities in the sense that we think of them. They're programmable. Okay. Okay. Now, the there are real gray races. So they're, I guess you might even say, uh, mirrored on or bordered on uh, or based on uh, these other gray races that are actually, um, I think, and we don't know this for sure. This is very difficult stuff, right? but seem to be more uh, actual biological entities as opposed to AI. So the short grays are the ones that are the, uh, the biological programmable entities and the tall grays, as they're called, are the actual species, correct? Is that um, what we're saying? No, no, it's both. They're both species, supposedly. And there's, you know, you've heard of the zeta reticuli. They're a, a form, there's, uh, they're a branch of the of the gray aliens. Mm -hmm. They are uh, actual species. There are so many. They're so numerous out in the in the galaxies that uh, you know you probably can't even count them. But there are different versions. There are you know, and there all are by the way also from what I understand some really tiny ones that don't get reported. However, strangely, and these may have been little robots, but nonetheless, when I was interviewing John Edwards many years ago, uh, on the camera, he was sitting in his house where he was you know, testifying to incursion of grace and deceptions by the military and all kinds of crazy stuff in his ranch out in Arizona that was happening. These two gray aliens uh, did peek around the corner. They got caught on his video cam, right? And I had been, you know, my, I was filming it, right, on my video cam. And so I, and and then what happened is it was noticed when the video went out, uh, my audience isolated those particular clips. They're very quick. Uh, you You could miss it if you were looking, you know, away or whatever. However, uh, I actually had a television uh, or a production company brought in, bought it and supposedly broadcast that, that's, that segment. Uh, this is many years ago. So they were caught on film. Now, I think those might have been easily little, again, programmable entities that were created by the military to fake out or whatever you want to call it, John. But on the other hand, we don't know. They could have been the actual species. So you have to understand the things going on here. These are, so you've got species of aliens, and then you've got biological programmable entities that have been built on like the model of the real thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's a little like clones of us. Okay. Kind of so like maybe, what they're trying to do to humans in, in a, in a right. sense with the graphene oxide to turn us into programmable entities. Well, in a sense, uh, however, it, it would, it, I think it has more to do with what happens is based, uh, when one might have a silicon base and one might have a carbon base. Um, and that gets into a whole discussion. <laughs> I 
I've oh, now yeah. got a scientist behind the scenes telling me that human DNA is actually silicon based, which is insane to think about, but he says it makes it possible for them to, you know, mix and match genes and do all this kind of stuff. Wow. I'm hoping to have him on my show. I'm hoping he'll come forward. I, I've been encouraging him to do so, but I don't know if he will. So understanding, yes, there's many permutations and many races. You can think of the beings in the multiverse and all the different kinds of planets, some being some 500 billion being Earth-like. So they, those might be carbon-based life forms, but we've got umpteen, just use your imagination and understand. What I say is, why limit the imagination of God? God is creating beings and beingness, consciousnesses going out through the megaverse. And they, the form they take, I mean, there are gaseous, gaseous beings that Mark Richards says he communicates with that guard the portals of Saturn. I mean, it, the stories just go on and on about the different types of beings. Wow. All right. Well, Carrie, we're running a little bit short on time. I just had one more follow-up question as far as Peru goes, and then we can kind of wrap this up. But I'm curious because if, if this is a beta test and they're getting ready to go operational with Project Bluebeam, why do you think that the mainstream media and really the Peruvian military concocted this story about illegal miners in a sense to kind of calm everybody down to say, okay, that's nothing to worry about here, just some illegal miners on jetpacks not aliens, as opposed to saying, well, wow, we really don't know what this is. And we really have to investigate this and to send yeah, in the because military. Because they never do that. Look at, look at Maui. Okay. Why are the humans told these are, you know, this is weather, bad weather, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, if they're why trying to drum up to... the the fear, I guess, is my question. You know, if they're trying oh, to sort of pro keep in mind what I said about playing both sides, they never, unequivocally tell you the truth that's just never going to happen they right, always right. have to give you two stories what they call it, it the reason for it and we were told this umpteen number of years ago is called plausible deniability mm -hmm. okay by the way okay. that's why there's two wands as opposed to one <laughs> but <laughs> okay, we won't go down here. that road so you know this is what we're told about, and i was told that to my face by one of the wands <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we're talking about, because if later in the date they decide, well, they want to, you know, get rid of this idea of a fake alien invasion because it didn't work, they can get out of it very easily. They always have to have a, an escape hatch. Yeah, like will. an exit strategy. Yeah, I see. Okay, I got you. Very good. All right. Well, Carrie, this has been an amazing conversation as usual. Is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with before we part ways today? Well, I, yes, there is this. Uh, the reason I am calling this a Pearl Harbor type event, which indeed it is, uh, is to emphasize the fact that we are under attack and the humans are under attack. And it's time that the humanity stand up and fight back. <laughs> and this is also why we are not getting a straight story yet from the White Hats and even Jan Halpern Hayes said it clearly. She said, Trump and his group are afraid and do not want civil war in the United States. The reason they don't want civil war, by the way, 
is because, and that's out and out fighting. Obviously we have civil war of a kind right now, but what they don't want is out and out fighting in the streets because we are under invasion from several quarters, okay? Which means other countries that are invading us under the, the auspices of the Biden administration who are backed by the CCP monetarily and otherwise. Uh, and, and so we, this is a time when the United States is really under attack in every way. The last thing we want and what, and they want, uh, meaning the White House, is to have each other, us fighting each other at the time we're invaded. So it, it's a really, it's a mess. It's a, it's a yeah. mishmash, it's a mess. Um, however, things could come to the head, as Jen Halpern Hayes said, if indeed there is a courtroom in which Trump can trot out some of the white hat information. The trouble is now, I would say, is with this recent incident, this is a kind of threat and an active threat. It, it's actually been carried out already, basically saying that they are not gonna stand by while this kind of stuff goes on. So then you're, you're, you can imagine being in, a, in the shoes of the White Hats right now. How do you retaliate against such an attack? And by the way, this, there are so many sort of uh, sides to the story because how much you, you could go into this. Once you reveal that this is an attack on us, and even if you don't bring the alien side in and you just say it's an attack on, on us by China or whoever, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have to bring it into the land of the military to say, how can we in the United States be under attack and the people uninformed, okay? And the fact that there was no warning, that even the warning systems on that island were taken down and turned off. These people were sitting ducks they were victims. They were made to be victims. And by the way, it's continuing. The food, the inter entrance of FEMA, locking people down, not allowing them to uh, trucks to come in with the, with the aid. Uh, I don't know if you saw that again, Ed Dowd talking about that, but he was soft peddling that uh, I've got a testimony. We've got a testimony that uh, from a woman on the ground, actually several women who are much more willing to tell you that they basically, people coming in with aid, aid groups coming in and basically commandeering the supplies and not letting water into the people. Again, in other words, the torture continues. These people are being tortured for all intents and purposes and their children are being massacred in front of them. So wake up humans you know, wake up to what's really going on and demand the truth from your officials, even demand the truth from the White Hats. It's time, okay? Let's not have any more humans die on the watch of the White Hats and the dark state and, and the battle going on between them where we are collateral damage. Let's, let's not continue this ruse. Let's lay it out and only the White Hats are in a position to do so, okay? However, I am not light, you know, taking lightly the threat of what will happen if and when they do. And this is what you have to look at. Will we see Trump back down 
how will this situation with the, you know, the impending threat of testimony from Trump, who is a white hat, who is, you know, he draws the cue all the time on stage, in case you haven't seen that. Uh, it's the litany of evidence that Trump is a white hat and, and a member of Q is just unbelievable. And he, he by the way, retruthed Jan Halper Hayes, who we brought up several times right. as a way of communicating right. that this information is accurate. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. So this is where we're at. So that's what I want to say in closing. This thing is is, you know, it, this is ripe for exposure. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, once again, this has been an amazing conversation. They always are, but today I think was particularly fascinating. I really thank you for coming on my show yet again. Hopefully we can do another one soon and I wish you safe travels home and certainly enjoy your time in Morocco. Enjoy that food, enjoy that drink. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Everybody out there, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I'll be back soon with another report. And by the way, you can check out Carrie's website, projectcamelotportal.com. And like she says, for the price of a latte, you can get the education of a lifetime. I think I maybe <laughs> created the second half of that, but yeah, it's uh, definitely well <laughs> worth the money. I highly, highly recommend everybody get over there, sign up and uh, educate yourself. Carrie, God bless, Godspeed. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. I'll be back soon. Patriot out.